Stupid fucked up, wicked high Don't you ever just wonder why We didn't learn the true history But now they're about to teach you and me Here again in the loft. My full name is Olivia Danielle Stewart. My social security. No, (laughs) (laughs) please take my identity. So I'm Olivia. Liv. This is or liver. Liver. And this is Babs. Yeah. Also, Abby Christine Bagenstoss. I like the middle name. I technically have four names though because I have a confirmation name. Do you have a confirmation name? I kept you confirmed in the Catholic Church. Oh, you know it. My middle name is already a Catholic name, so I. Oh, so you just killed two birds with one stone. Yeah, it was very convenient because the entire time I was going through that confirmation class, I was like, "This is a load of bullshit." It is. I'm not going to dive into that, but it is. So anyway, it is a beautiful Sunday afternoon here where we are. Yes. You will notice in the beginnings of these recordings, they're very sporadic. (laughs) They're a little bit sporadic. Because we couldn't quite figure out the days that we liked. Well, that, yeah. So yeah, this is Untold High Story, by the by. We tell you your favorite no just no just i guess stuff that we found it's stuff that we've found we get really high on marijuana and then we talk about things that you probably never learned about in Mm -hmm. history class specifically female related stuff just because you know women are dude i feel like i can name like three famous women and that's like sacagawea cleopatra I don't even think I learned that much about her. I don't think I learned the accurate history about her, is all I'm saying. And like I don't maybe think we I don't know Jackie Kennedy or some stuff. shit. Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe I just smoked too much weed, but I I feel like I didn't retain a lot of knowledge about women. But that's also because I feel like we didn't learn about a lot about them. I'll go first. Okay, okay. go first. Cool. I want to so, hear a story. Wait, take a hit of the spong first. You want to sit back and hear my story about some cool mobster from the 1920s? Yes, a female mobster. Do-do-do-do. Yeah, so she was a badass lady, and not only did she make bank and also be well-known all around Harlem, so Mm -hmm. this takes place mainly in Harlem, New York, she would publicly shame men in the newspaper, and she would advocate for all women's and BIPOC rights so in the 1920s mind you so she is a so she's a person of color who openly called out men for harassing people and police brutality and discrimination and voting rights and all this stuff where where are we in harlem new york (laughs) yeah so her name is stephanie saint Clair. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, you would. Th- I'm. I'm picturing like a blonde Stepford. Oh no, but she woman. is like a badass, sexy French woman from the Caribbean. Yeah. So she was born on Christmas Eve in Guadalupe. So in what is now Guadalupe, mm-hmm. before it was part of the French Caribbean, and okay. she. Okay, so this is kind of a guess because there's a mafia Wikipedia, mind you. If everyone needs to know anything about the mafia, there's a whole separate Wikipedia dedicated to the mafia. Mafia Wikipedia. Oh my God. <laughs> That's literally what it's called. So between that Wikipedia and some other sources, they all had like a bunch of different islands listed because she was a notorious liar. She would like make up all this stupid stuff and Mm -hmm. so no one knows exactly what's going on. So 
all of these like stories and I'm going to preface this whole thing is somewhat of a speculation. It pretty much like follows a nice timeline, but it there are a lot of things that no one could really fact check. So she was born in Guadalupe to a single mother whose sole mission was to get her daughter an education. Okay. So this was in 1897 when she was born. So very rare, especially for a person of color, much less a woman. Mm-hmm. So she learned how to read and write in fluent French because that was the native language. Okay. And then at age 15, when her mother died, she decided to get a job, save up some money, and become an immigrant of the United States. And the entire time that she had this voyage, she just taught herself English because she was like, I need to know English. Well, I mean, how long does it take to get here on a boat? Probably um, a it long took, time. I would say like six months because it said she left in 1911. Holy shit. So yeah, what else are you going to do but yeah. like study and Yeah, so language. she left in 1911 and didn't get there till 1912. So, I mean... <laughs> wild who knows maybe a month maybe whatever but it's like in between the right time yeah and she just like sat in the ship and taught herself english so now she's bilingual and then there are rumors that she knew a third language Mm -hmm. spanish too oh my god she's 15 at the time yeah that was where things got a little messy because people were like oh my god she's 12 and then other people were like she's in her 20s when she went to new york but i did the math she was 15 Mm -hmm. arrived in the united states and in harlem she Fell in love with a small-time crook, Duke, who soon tried to prostitute her out. And she was not about that shit, so she stabbed him with a fork in the eye. Hell yes! Just said, fuck you, and promptly left New York on a bus. Okay. But then, unfortunately, the following night, the bus was stopped by the Ku Klux Klan, because (gasps) that was, like, a really big thing. Warning. Triggering. And all these passengers were burnt alive and hanged in front of her. But she was not one of them. She was not But she was a person of color. Yes. So what happened is she, I think just because she was a woman, so I think the men were hanged and burned alive and she was repeatedly raped. Yeah, she ended up getting away and just saying fuck it and going back to New York. She was like, nope, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to try to do anything else like Mm -hmm. because she was going towards the south so once getting back to new york she quickly became the leader of this gang called the 40 thieves who ran extortion and theft rackets and then she was able to invest ten thousand dollars into so she ended up saving up all this money and Mm -hmm. investing it into a numbers racket so she started her own business pretty much like a legal mobster business so i had to look this up because no clue what numbers racket is so i don't know anything about that no clue yeah so it's policy bank that's what they called it so it's a mix of investing gambling and playing the lottery so yeah so but it's pretty much like being a bank without being any having any of the credentials it's just like an undercover bank because banks wouldn't accept yeah because they wouldn't accept black customers at the time Mm-hmm. So this was set up in predominant minority communities. So then it could be a way to invest money because you couldn't open a bank account. So you would play these rackets and you'd like invest into things and that's where you'd save your money and then you could wow. cash out. And yeah, it was this whole like underground ring pretty much. So it was really illegal what she was doing, but it was actually really good for the community because it helped build up the community and build the equity of the community. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just made, made a lot of good things happen even. That was real legal. She ended up tripling her profits. And then at this time, she had another boyfriend, Ed, who was, I think, helped her. That's kind of what I got. He helped her get into the mobster business Mm -hmm. when she's trying to leave. She just, like, killed a bunch of people and didn't fucking care. So she was trying to leave Ed. He tried to kill her. So then she was like, fuck you, and smashed his head into a coffee table and, yeah, murdered him. That's when she really Getting, like, a really Chicago the musical vibe. Yes. 
Yes. Like very. That's badass. She was like decked to the nines in fur and jewels and she looked badass. And she would just go around zero fucks given when men were being jackasses. It Mm -hmm. was so great. So do you think that she was trying to like be this vigilante who stopped petty crime and rape because she was raped that night? I feel like. So I think what was happening is she really wanted to build up her community. She is really strong into the whole advocacy and really wants people of her community to thrive because she's seen so much discrimination and so much everything else. So I think that was the main reason why she took over positions like this because she wanted to, I don't know, kind of say fuck you maybe Mm -hmm. and wanted to take it over for the underdogs, which is badass. She was... Absolutely. So this is when she started to become really well known in Harlem. She got the nickname Madame St. Clair or Queenie. So she created many jobs and not to mention she was like pretty much the first lady at the time to be this high up in the mobster business. She was really doing some cool things. So this is like the best part of the story. This is the main reason why I chose her because Mm -hmm. I just couldn't get over this. So throughout her entire life, all the way from when she started like being in the mob, she would post in the local paper. She'd post ads. So she would like take super aggressive pictures of herself and post ads in the paper calling out police She would literally be like, oh, you police over in this district? You fucking punch this dude and that's so... Yeah, she would just call people out. She called out people that would write her love letters. And then when she wasn't calling people out by name, when she wasn't just being like, here's the list of names, she would put ads out explaining to the community all of their legal rights. Legal rights, human rights, voting rights, everything. She would just like list out all this information. Fuck yes! Yes, I know! And I was like... Oh my God. So she's had a few brutal postings that there was this one that I just couldn't get over. So, and every single one started to whom it may concern. Yes. To whom it may concern. Most generic opening. In all caps. (laughs) And then she said, I've received letters and telephone messages from men which have annoyed me very much. And I take this occasion to ask them publicly to please not annoy me. I, Madam St. Clair, am not looking for a husband or a sweetheart. If they do not stop annoying me, I shall publicly publish their names and letters in this newspaper. That is the shit she oh would write. Oh my god. That's scandal, for especially for the 1920s, dude. Yeah. yeah. She was the starter of the zero fucks given. She yeah. created that trend and really- I bet she didn't wear a bra either. Oh, doubt it. Doubt it. Doubt it. She just, yeah, she was pretty cool. So yeah, she'd expose police and accuse them of corruption and brutality. And obviously they were super pissed about it. So there was a few times that they would exaggerate her charges and she would get arrested. And then she ended up going to trial for one of them and was able to get over a dozen cops fired based on her like statements in this trial. So all of her charges got dropped and then all of these corrupt cops had to get fired because she posted about them so much in the paper that the whole entire community, community. was oh like, if you don't fucking fire these people. That is badass. Yeah, I know. It touches a lot on what, unfortunately, that we're still dealing with Well, today, yeah, I was going to say, could she come later. do that for the murders of Breonna Taylor? Like, like yeah. George so, I, I mean, yeah, a hundred years ago, we were still fighting the same stupid fight and... 
That's what I'm saying. Never give up. We'll get there. Unfortunately, though, this is like peak top of the top. She's doing real good right mm-hmm. now. How old is she? 30. No. Eh, eh, 30. Maybe like, 30. Okay. Yeah. Young 30s. Young 30s. Old, old 20s. Late 20s. Okay. Yeah. So young still. Mm-hmm. And she's already the most well-known woman in Harlem and Manhattan. She's making bank and living this like lavish luxurious lifestyle okay yeah so pretty much like female version of great gatsby okay in harlem so unfortunately trouble hit after the prohibition ended so we're at the time where the prohibition now is over Mm -hmm. and the economy started to drastically decline the great depression yes and also in new york we obviously know about the other two mobs. Do you not? You literally grew up in New York. What are you talking about? The Italian mob? Oh, well, yeah, like the mob. Yeah, like the mob. The, the mob. mob. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, start yeah. of it all. And the Jewish mob. Because there's also... I thought that was mainly a Midwest thing. Did that start in New York City? The Jewish mob? Yeah. Yes. Because you have to think about all these people during that time, during the 1800s, when they immigrated here, they went through New York. That was kind of the headway game. A lot of people stayed. These are the other two. So at this time, Queenie, I'm going to start calling her Queenie because I love that name. She wasn't really affiliated with any mob. She just pretty much like did her own thing and had this like business. The Jewish and Italian mobs were the two big names and they were losing so much money money you know because obviously mobs have their territories or right. whatever they were starting to lose so much money that they would go to all these other communities and they would go to the shops and they would make all these shops pay like a protection protection fee yes. i was just gonna say yes okay so the main guy dutch schultz mm-hmm. he was the mob boss guy mm-hmm. that you didn't fuck with he started going around to all these businesses and was like you need to pay me protections and of course he gets to Queenie's business and says you have to pay me protections and she's like fuck off I'm not gonna pay you anything mm-hmm. bye bye like mm-hmm. leave and he would I don't know why he didn't just straight up kill her because it literally said in every other business if they wouldn't do what he did he would just murder them but maybe reason- because she was a woman Maybe, Maybe she was hot. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? But he didn't kill her. He was just like, you'll regret this. Yeah. Typical threats. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they were pretty real. So he would send her threatening letters and stuff. He would kidnap all of her men on her detail and stuff. And he would murder them. He would buy police off to harass her and arrest her on her aggravated charges and cool. stuff. Cool. That's what he did. Of course, let's remember that ladies... We are so good at revenge. So good. Mm. Like, our revenge is... That is sweet. Yes. And, and it, it lingers. It hits. It does it, it linger. Hit. It lingers. It hits home. So Dutch would send all these guys, all these like menacing guys to be like, I'm going to fuck your day up. Pay my boss. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know how she did this. Probably because she was fucking hot as hell. She would get them cornered, lock all these men in a closet. And then she would have a detail of these four like badass, super strong men that would come and take care of him. So then all of this Dutch guy's men were just disappearing appearing and she was like fuck you and then she started destroying all of the stores and businesses that paid him Mm -hmm. protections Mm -hmm. she started just like vandalizing everything and destroying all these storefronts and finally she tipped the police off and they ended up raiding his house arresting over a dozen of his men okay and seizing over two million dollars so mind you this is two million dollars in 19 like 26 or 27 and resulted in him just basically losing a lot of shit and then she just posted ads about it to brag she just was like yeah i did all this This shit this is what you do when you fuck with me yeah 
Yeah. And she, yeah. I, did I miss how she had the connection to like the media? Like how was she able, did she have like a job in a magazine? At that time you can just post local ads. Oh, like a, like a men seeking women. Yeah. Women yeah. Seeking it's women. like, it's like the classifieds. <gasps> oh. Yeah. So she had just post local ads because at the <gasps> time, think about That's the paper. Hilarious. They didn't have much to talk about. Right. You know, there wasn't much going on. So she would just go and be like, I need to pay for this ad, print this. And then they would print exactly what she wrote. Damn. And she just did that a lot. And Is that it? Or do you have how she died? I have how she died. I have all the good stuff. Let's so, hear it. But I do need a preface because remember I said that all my stories like were, they were saying two different things. So half of the stories I looked at said that that's the way she responded to Dutch and was super aggressive and Lala whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he dies because he gets shot in the stomach while he's on the toilet. I know. <laughs> I love that. But then there are also the other half of the sources say that she eventually gave in to him and handed her business over to Dutch. Oh. Yeah. And then the Italian mob, because Dutch was the Jewish mob, the Italian mob, Lucky Luciano. Can you say that in your accent? Lucky Luciano. Yeah. That's good. That's pretty good. Because then there was issues between Lucky and Dutch and Lucky's the one that shot Dutch. So both end in Dutch dying on the toilet. So I'm (laughs) fine with either way. And I'll choose the most badass one of that she never gave in. So after this whole situation, she did eventually hand over her whole empire to Bumpy Johnson, which was her right hand man, Mm -hmm. like her lieutenant. She decided to stay out of the illegal numbers business after that. And then she started to advocate for political reform. So then she used all of her ads in the paper not to call people out and be a little asshole. Yeah, a little asshole about it. (laughs) She started using it to educate people on politics and their rights. I hate this part and I had to put it in and I... Say it. uh, I just hate that this happened to her because she was such a badass all the way up until this exact point because she was like, I'm not going to do illegal shit anymore, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to go marry this guy whose name is Sufi Abdul Hamid. Okay. And in the press, he is literally known as the quote black Hitler and she married what yes so did she marry him as like a PR stunt then no clue no clue they their like, marriage did not what la- the I'm, I'm fu- gonna... the black Hitler like was he like a head of a KKK he unit? was a militant like, what is activist that even? so he yes <gasps> so he was a militant activist who basically had similar views with Nazism that there's a superior race right. and that all the other races need to be exterminated like shit like that and she married him I was real sad about it when I read this part I was like no no tell me this isn't true thankfully she eventually came to her senses divorced him and then shot him real Chicago vibe again yeah wow. yeah okay and then she got arrested for it right obviously and and spent some time in prison. Yeah. Some say three years, some say 10 years. Okay. Big difference, but whatever. After that, after she got out of prison, she just pretty much like fell off the face of the earth. She right. was not in the limelight anymore. And she did continue to write columns in the local newspaper about discrimination, police brutality, illegal search raids, and other issues facing the black community. So she was an activist in that way, but mm-hmm. she really fell kind of in the background she was still very rich and she died in 1969 at the age of 72 Okay. Almost 73 still very wealthy and she I'm gonna leave you with this because this is my 
favorite quote. She was described as a woman that wasn't afraid to kick off her expensive high heels and go toe-to-toe with any man or woman insolent enough to insult her breeding and character. Damn. Yeah. That's a good fucking... I had so I that never is heard Madame of her. St. Clair. It's funny that yours is... Mine is also named Madame. No way. Yeah, dude. Okay, so I have to tell you where I found this. So do you know that app that I use to identify the weed that I get us? Yes. You Leafly? Did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, you found this person on Leafly? I found this article on Leafly. It was titled, Four Women in History Who Use Cannabis for Mysticism. What? My okay. thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> I need more info. Yeah, I didn't really realize that they put out articles that were, I, I really thought it was just like a weed database. Yeah. Like where you go, you can learn whether it's like a sati- just by the name or the color, you know, you can mm-hmm. look at pictures, all that shit. Yeah. It's been um, nice. But yeah, so they have like quote unquote lifestyle articles and this was one of them. And so we obviously love cannabis on this podcast, not only for its mood altering effects, but mm-hmm. also as a medicine and even further uh, an alternative sustainable resource. Exactly. Yes. Right. So this sparked my thinking Finger about women. Snaps. <laughs> Finger snaps. Or I could do the golf clap. Or the golf clap. So this sparked my thinking about women and their role in the history of the cannabis industry as a oh, whole. Oh, okay. Haven't, I mean, I know the cannabis industry is something that's booming, something that's very prevalent, but I, I'm like, I don't know a lot of, number one, I don't know a lot of the players in general. No, so yeah. I definitely don't know whether they're male or female. But yeah, so that's what kind of sparked my interest in this. Initially, my search was too broad and too old in that I was coming across these ancient figures, mostly queens of Grecian, Egyptian, and what? Arabic descent. Grecian, really? But they only hinted at cannabis support or cannabis use. Nothing was, like, verified. These were, like, fucking cave drawings or, like, ancient scriptures <laughs> of, interpreted like... Well, right. It, was, it would be, like, a yeah. queen with, like, a pot leaf and, like, okay, so maybe she's insinuating that they use pot. Or maybe, we don't know, maybe they just used it as a crop for like paper linen all of these things right so for example constantly suspicious of women who know things in the 15th century the catholic church tried 19 year old joan of arc as a witch yeah while the ungrateful charles the seventh who she single-handedly fought to hand him his crown like he would not have been king if it weren't for her he turned a blind eye as she was literally executed and burned at the stake um so is that because they think these people, like, they're witches or they're using cannabis or both? Bear with me. Okay. Apparently the church may not have been completely wrong because some scholars say paganism openly used cannabis and psychotropic mushrooms and paganism was allegedly widely practiced in the countryside where Joan grew up. So there's that connection, right? Literally answers your question. The connection I drew from this to the woman I chose to cover today was the claim that Joan made, which ultimately led, oh my God, I can't believe I wrote this, (laughs) which ultimately led to her crispy departure. Chris. Wow. The is that cr- fucked up? The crispy departure. And I said that and I read it to Clint and he was like, you can't fucking say that. And I was like, I'm sorry. What else do you call being burned at the stake? 
a crispy departure. You could you could say like untimely demise. You could um, say, but like, so this is what killed her. This is what killed her. She claimed that the voice <gasps> of God, quote unquote, Wait, told her. Yes, this okay. is, we're still on Joan of Arc for just a second. This is my little minor example. She claimed that the voice of God, quote unquote, told her to help the French prince defeat the English army and reclaim his throne as the rightful king. So I asked myself after reading this, what allowed her to hear God? Uh-huh. Was it number one, <laughs> mental illness? Hallucinogen. Maybe. <laughs> or was it utilizing, or had she been at maybe a younger age, cannabis and magic mushrooms LSD. to connect to this <laughs> higher entity? And was she maybe just tripping hard enough to hear its response to her psychoactive energy? Right? Like that so could have been drugs. the case. Exactly. She was probably Maybe just she was just so fucked up. Popping pills. And she was you know. so fucked up enough to hear God talk back to her. I've been that fucked up before. What's that drug that... Oh, ayahuasca. Yes. 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 So they all just did a bunch of Well, I wasn't the only one who leaned into this train of thought because in the 1800s, a woman came along who did just that. Her name was Madame Helena Petrovna Blavatsky. There we go. Wow. And she used cannabis to travel amongst various planes of consciousness (laughs) and connect with the dead and or the future. Shut up. Today- See, this shit's real, people. Deadass. People can do it. Today, we know this ability as clairvoyance, quote unquote, right? You've heard this Mm -hmm. term. And this is why I dig this woman so fucking much is because she blends my two all-time favorite areas, which is paranormal studies and spiritualism. Yeah. So this is all happening in the 1800s, late 1800s? We're in the late 1800s. It's like 1895, I think. Wow. Okay. Or 75. Late 1800s. Is she in the US? So here we go. I'm going to dive into her. She's all over the world. Wow. Um, But she ultimately ends up in New York City for a little bit goes back to Europe to die but yes she's all over the world so yeah. here we go so Tell anyway me about this madame pretty much every fictional seance medium with an intense stare which she was built around this woman this whole skill of clairvoyancy and predicting the future and connecting to the future it was new to especially European people especially people who were settling in the US but mind you it had been a practice in like ancient Greece ancient Europe yeah. they would consult oracles they would consult you know in Greece they would consult Delphi they so it's this whole but idea like, that's new to them. I wonder if they're, like, is she almost, like, commercializing on it? And is almost, go- like, yes, targeting yes. certain people? You'll see. She basically creates, I mean, kind of like a church assign, a cult-ish type yeah. following. <laughs> I don't know. I'm are you gonna just going to downplay I'm gonna, a cult? Yes. There are those those mm. hidden cults, the secretive ones that, like, get you real roped in. Right. So I'm assuming that was her, so her here situation. We go. I'm going to dive into her dive. history just a little bit. So she descended from old Russian aristocracy. Is that how you spell that? Aris- or say that? Aristocracy? Aristocracy? <laughs> Aristocracy, I think. Aristocracy? Aristocracy! That's what it fucking is. She originally descended from old Russian aristocracy. Helena was born into the cholera epidemic in Russia, which, do you know what cholera is? It's like a disease of, like, the bowels, and it causes, like, extreme diarrhea and ultimately death if it's not treated. Yeah. Um, So she was born into that epidemic, and both her and her mother got the virus 
doctors, doctors thought they were both gonna fucking die. Both ended up fucking living. Okay. Good genes. Great. So it's just them two. Natural selection, people. Her father's career Damn. kept him absent from her life. He literally did not meet her. I don't, it wasn't really clear on Wikipedia what he did, but it was clear that he didn't meet her until she was six months old. Well, I was gonna say, if he, if she's like considered aristocracy, he would be working in the government. I feel like, yes. Yeah, so that's what caused him to travel a bunch. Anyway, yeah. didn't like meet with, her till she was six I guess months not old. not really government because they were like princes and shit. And yeah. it basically just said that he, his career kept him absent and kept the family busy. They moved around a lot, which some believe caused her later in life nomadic lifestyle, quote unquote, which is kind of cool. When yeah. she was 17, she met a dude that was in his 40s. She married him because of her attraction to his belief in magic, quote unquote. A few months after her wedding, which she didn't even want to fucking have, there's multiple records of her having cold feet, not wanting to go through with the ceremony, constantly doubting okay, it. she's 17 and he's 40. Exactly. No shit. But only a few months after the wedding, she left her husband for, Con- for the city of Constantinople and she never, well, it says never returned, but she did return. I bring that up later. <laughs> uh, although the chronological order of her life isn't very clear, and by that I just mean there's like numerous conflicting accounts of mm-hmm. like the order of her life and her travels. Like a lot of speculation. Allegedly yeah. the first nine years of her travels that she spent after her wedding uh, were financed by her father after she fled from the escorts he sent to bring her back home. So like she divorced her man. At the age of 17. Her dad, or divorce quote unquote, left her man. Her dad sent men to go get her and her shit. And bring her back. She ditched them and was like, peace. But he kept sending her money everywhere she showed up because there she's his daughter. There are a lot and, yeah. of like Disney princess movies about this situation. Exactly. So she kept impressive company. She ran with artists. She ran with opera singers. She would, there's an account of her like saving this op, like really famous opera singer's life, like whatever aristocrats wow. and magicians. So she traveled for the next 25 years. Okay. So and, that means she's what in her 30. Mm, so she 40s? left when she was 17. Yeah, she's in her 40s. She, I mean, she's traveling this entire time. And I'm going to tell you about some of the places she went to. She claimed to have smoked hash with the Universal Mystic Brotherhood of Cairo in Hell Egypt. Yeah. She visited several mystic locations across the globe, including Voodoo Rich New Orleans, ancient Incan sites in South America, the <laughs> temples of Tibet, and spiritual centers of India. Before wow. she went to Tibet, she went back home to visit family and reconciled with her husband. They ended up adopting a fucking kid together. What? But then he died when he was five from not, because they lived in a community where there was no immediate medical care. So the baby died. Wait, I'm sorry. So she like got back together briefly with the husband. They decided to adopt a baby. The child died? child died broke back up she went off again because she is using that man for money well yeah he was fucking rich yeah so old and just shortly after her adopted child died she fell off of a horse and ended up in a coma for set it just said several months that's all i could find i would say like two to four uh because she had a spinal injury wow um but this is pretty dope she awakened and claimed that her connection to the supernatural was even more intense 
intense because of her time spent in a quote unquote alternate plane. Well, think about when you're in a coma, you so many people are like mentally there and their right. body doesn't work. Right. You know, so then they like astro And that's what she said. She could feel exactly. Okay, now. Astro projection is fucking cool. Oh, I'm getting into it. Although it took numerous attempts to get her into Tibet, she eventually made it. So she basically ended up like trading. Wait, pause. Do we know where she was in this coma? Yeah, this was when she was back in Russia in ho- at home. She fell off a horse. Oh. She was there visiting. She had reconciled with the husband. Ha- she was there for a few years. Yeah, okay, okay. So now I she's- I forget that her home her Right, now we're back to Tibet. So she ended up getting wilderness. into Tibet by like bargaining with this dude. So basically he was like, if you can get me into Russia, I can get you into Tibet. Uh. Because he believed that something like, like a spiritual revolution was happening in Siberia at the time for some reason. I don't fucking know why. So yeah, basically he was like, I need a Russian person of Russian descent to get me into Let Russia me in there. and I'll get you into Tibet. So he gets her into Tibet and here she honed in on her psychic abilities, quote unquote, among the abilities that she focused on were clairvoyance, cool. clairaudience, telepathy, the ability to control another's consciousness, the dematerialization and rematerialization of physical objects, Shut up. and to project their astral bodies, thus giving the appearance of being in two places at once. Question. And I'm guessing she's smoking a fuck ton of opium, too. She has to be doing something. Because I mentioned that a little bit later, too. She's doing lots of drugs. Um, So she also went to Paris, Mexico, Transylvania, Italy, and even Quebec in an attempt to meet Native American shamans to learn about their magical religious ways, is what she called them. But she was robbed and kicked out of the encampments in Quebec. So she did not get to meet any shamans. They robbed her instead and sent her on her way. Blavatsky expunded that she, or what has been described as monotheistic, emanit, I, I don't even know how to say this, immanentist, immanentist, I think, and mystical cosmology. So she was a pantheist and emphasized the idea of an impersonal divinity referring to the theosophical God as a universal divine principle and the root of all, which from all all proceeds and within which all shall be absorbed at the end of the great cycle of being. Sounds a lot like Buddhism to me. I was going to say, so is, so this like mystical God that she is. Well, it's like this idea of cosmology, right? Which is like studying of the cosmos and the universe. Yeah. And basically like cycling through. So everyone's reincarnated into something different. So she was dismissive of the Christian idea of God in the Western world, describing it as a bundle of contradictions and a logical impossibility and stated that the universe emanated from this divine principle with each particle of matter being infused with a spark of the divine. I fucking love that. That is so cool. AKA lower orders. Wow. Dude, it's yes. So AKA I wrote lower orders emanated from higher ones before becoming increasingly dense and being absorbed back into the divine principle. This cosmology exhibited commonality with the scientific discoveries of geology and biological evolution, both of which had been revealed
revealed by scientific inquiry during the 19th century. So basically, I wrote yeah, please, in all capitals, please her mission was proving to the world that the phenomena identified by spiritualists was objectively real, thus defending it against accusations of fraud made by scientific materialists. So she basically just wanted to prove to people that believed in science, the spirit is real. This is Damn. fucking real. And wow. you can't deny it because yeah. of all of these experiences that I can fucking reiterate yeah. to you right now. Yeah, and then I wrote down that I've documented yes. and that I've Yes, she traveled the world to collect these documents from all creeds. That's the dopest part from all religions, all creeds. Well, and I think that's what's the most important so then she can say that this is a universal thing that we all share in common. Exactly. She connected the thread Mm -hmm. between all of these different religions and it is fucking wow. So cool. Okay, so this all births this new term, which I'm about to share with you. It's called theosophy have you ever theosophy theosophy now i thought it was theology spelled wrong but i'll give you the definition no no no, i have the definition oh you do yep it's defined as any of a number of philosophies maintaining that a knowledge of god may be achieved through spiritual ecstasy direct intuition or special individual relations so basically saying again sounds a lot like buddhism no yes because basically what it's saying is that that totally makes sense saying that all of these man-made religions basically it doesn't matter what fucking walkway you're taking to get to god yeah you're because you are god and god is within you god is within everything that you do yeah if you do these whether it's through spiritual practice your intuition or relationships that you have with others you are experiencing god and that's fucking beautiful yeah well and that's really cool to say that so many people you know there's so many religious wars about like my god's better than your god this happened that happened this had whatever you know and it's cool that she just wanted to unite that idea of like it doesn't matter who's right well and that's a big thing too because everyone's right if you go back far enough into every single religion right it all stems from the same Same story yep it all stems from the initial same belief and then people started writing things yeah and it just kind of took off so that's cool that she's trying to get back to the origin of everything and yeah. say forget all these other religions forget and it's funny because you and i have shit. both studied theology and yeah like i've never heard of theosophy before. no the- theosophy because she co-founded the theosophical society in 1875 in new york city and it's still in operation today you can go to their fucking website if you want to wow. check it out so this is also why she's kind of dope and i really enjoy her some fun facts about her so there were many people that were part of the movement the theosophical movement uh-huh uh who didn't acknowledge her involvement because she wouldn't abstain from sex, booze, or meat. (laughs) And these were allegedly three key attributes that spiritual gurus had, no matter, like, in all different religions. And she just basically said, this was a constant. Yes. And she wouldn't abstain. So they thought that she was not. Okay, but thank you, though. Because let's be realistic. 
not one living creature on this earth only has sex to reproduce. Well, right. There's sex for pleasure. Right. You There's know sex I mean? for pleasure. There's, I mean, and booze is like libations. I understand the- Yeah, think about eating the berries in the woods and getting like fucked right. up and running around naked. Right. You know, like animals do that. I just told you that fact. Isn't and it? hunting is like a, like a chain of- It's like a hunter-gatherer. Right. Because you can right. only gather so exactly. many things. But yeah, it makes me think about like the cats- So yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, oh. Um, so she published a minimum two books. The ones I noted was, it's called Isis Unveiled. It's still in print and it's on ancient wisdom and the paranormal. And it's called Isis? Cool. It's called Isis Unveiled. I-C-I-S? Yep. I No, I-S-I-S. Isis. What? Did I say Isis? No, I'm just like, when did she write this? Oh, in the 1800s. Huh. So like, definitely not any affiliation to like I know. I'm just wondering, did they take it over and choose their own? Curious. Okay. Um, And then the other one is called The Secret Doctrine on the Spirit, and that's on the spiritual structure of the universe. So if you're looking to get real diverse on that one, or just like, I feel not even divert, like, it just makes my brain want to explode. Real deep. Oh, so she tired of life in the U.S. and moved to India, since a lot of the ideas in the Hindu reform movement mirrored those of the Theosophical Society. So like I kept saying, it sounds like Buddhism, it sounds like Buddhism, it's because it was rooted in this old Hinduism. Yeah, so she went back. So she went back to India to try to get her bearings. She did not enjoy the U.S. She did not enjoy the the legal operations. She did not enjoy the economy. I mean, it was just really. Yeah, I mean, it's always been that way. But here's one of my favorite other fun facts. So she freely admitted to smoking upwards of a hundred cigarettes a day. Okay, a hundred. Cigarettes. Cigarettes a day. Isn't there 26 in a pack? There's 20 in a pack. So she's smoking fucking five packs five of cigarettes Five packs a day. of cigarettes a day. And it's widely assumed that she... Con- <laughs> My God. <laughs> it's widely assumed that she continued a hash and opium habit picked up along her travels. Although today's Theosophical Society denies any drug use. Uh, she finished I mean, out her final years in Europe, writing for numerous magazines about paranormal phenomena, Satanism, and the occult, and human connection to spiritualism. Just like how she came into the world she exited during an influenza pandemic only this time witch and she's causing this shit only this time she wasn't so lucky and contracted the virus she died on what would become known as white lotus day to the theosophical society according to biographer peter washington blavatsky's biography is where myth and reality begin to merge seamlessly a direct quote from her states my most precious thoughts came to me in my smoking hours she told a friend (laughs) i feel lifted from the earth (laughs) and i close my eyes and float on and on anywhere and wherever i wish well no shit she's literally riddled with opium like she is just like toxins and that's helena or helena what would you say i looked it up it said helena or helena i don't know so it can be pronounced each a different way. Helena? Helena? Mm. Uh, I could see it going either. What was her last name again? I could, Blavatsky. I, Blavatsky. Or Blavatsky, maybe. Blavatsky. Yeah, B-L-A-V-A-T-S-K-Y. That Blavatsky. is Russian if I've ever heard it. Oh, fuck yeah. Wow. I bet she could drink Russian. Or drink Russian. 
Drink vodka. Drink vodka with the best of them. Damn. Dude, there's so much information on Wikipedia. Oh, I liked it. Like, it was read very, about like, her. I couldn't even, like, honestly, that was not even... They... You picked out a lot of key parts. Dude, that was me weeding out the garbage. What's your... What's on your docket for this week? What are you most excited about? Well, I am meeting with the people from the Phoenix College. <gasps> for your ASL program? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. I'm just going to watch closely as the next week unravels. The next few weeks, I guess, are going to be intense. See our corresponding Instagram posts for any additional resources or feel free to reach out to our direct email at untoldhistory, spelled H-I-G-H-S-T-O-R-Y, at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram.